0: Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw, and I am joined in studio. woo We are not calling you on the phone, CJ. Right with, I'm joined by CJ McMurray from Winterset, Iowa. Why are we in the same room? We're down here for the tack, the fifth. Annual fourth,
1: tech, fourth, fourth. Wait, is it the fourth? <laughs> yeah. what a, Okay, okay, I take that back. You're, you're ahead of yourself. Blasphemy. Fourth, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the fourth annual Tech go. Summit, the Addiction Connection Summit. That's Super right.
0: Stoked. Yeah. Well, Brad,
1: Brad Bigney speaking tonight.
0: Yeah. he Brad is my pastor, and I'm really grateful to have him. And, of course, by the time people hear this, this is going to be in December, so they will have missed it. But I'm hoping... I haven't told people this, but we're hoping to record some of the sessions and some of the things and put together a little summit uh, video training thing on our new platform for Addiction Connection. So, awesome. maybe that'll be ready by then. I hope so. People can tune in and hear Brad yeah. teach. That'd be great. Brad's a plus plus. I mean, there's there's not many better speakers than him. So, thankful to have him. But I'm really thankful to have you in this studio. Cause I'm not having to call you on the phone and, know. you know, you're always so busy. You've got six kids and, you know, your wife Misty has to manage you well. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a chore. <laughs> and so I think this is an important topic that CJ and I want to talk about CJ. Just for those of you who don't know, he's a board member for the addiction connection. So we're really thankful for his leadership in the, in our ministry, in that organization. He's the founder and the program director at The Refuge in Winterset, Iowa. The website is refugewinterset.com, and their mission statement is taking the light of the gospel into the darkness of addiction. And then CJ is also an elder in his church at Redeemer. What's the full name of the church?
1: Redeemer Church.
0: Oh, I was, I was one word. Redeemer <laughs> oh, Church. Redeemer Church. I almost had it. Um, I thought there was like a middle word or something, but uh, no, that's good. Redeemer Church with Pastor Jason Gerwell and uh, and Ben Funkhauser. You work with him. You work with Ryan Arrington. Uh, you guys are just uh, really—you just opened the cellar, so you have a coffee shop now. I mean, you guys— are as busy as I am. This is pretty uh, amazing. Uh, (laughs) God
1: has to keep people like us busy.
0: He does. Keep us out of trouble. That's right. Well, speaking of trouble, I want to talk a little bit. Our theme today is about Oregon's new law as of November 3rd. And by the time people hear this, it'll be December, uh, sometime in early December, But uh, on November 3rd, Oregon voters elected to decriminalize all drugs, everything, including heroin, cocaine, so that if you possess just a small amount of these substances, it doesn't carry any threat of jail or prison time. So if you're out on the streets, you're using uh, small amounts, now not large amounts, so you can't be dealing drugs, but you can be using drugs and you're not going to be arrested for anything I mean, it could be anything. The state's, here. here's another part of this. The state's voters also approved another ballot measure to legalize, I don't know how you say that, psilocybin, uh, the main psychoactive compound found in magic mushrooms in supervised therapeutic settings. So Oregon voters have basically gone beyond the legalization of marijuana for recreational and medicinal purposes to now being the first state in modern American history to legalize and decriminalize some of these more powerful drugs. And one of the articles that I've I've seen uh, is titled, America's War on Drugs Has Failed, Oregon is Showing a Way Out. So the premise there is, okay, the war on drugs has failed, so Oregon's just going to legalize everything, and that's going to end the war on drugs. I mean, that's what that article really argues. Um, that's Herman Lopez, G-E-R-M-A-N, Lopez, on November 11th, 2020, in, um, on an online article, Vox, vox.com. And so that, that's the argument. And so I've got CJ in studio. We're going to talk about this. I am going to let him talk, I promise, in just a minute. And we, we want to talk about, I, I want to talk about scripture And C.J. had the good idea of 1 Corinthians 10, verse 23 says this, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. And it goes on to say more about this, but we'll just stop there for a minute. Um, And in context, C.J., tell us a little bit about the context of 1 Corinthians 10, 23, and
1: 24. Yeah, well, it's, it's always, you know, when anytime we want it, we don't want to just cherry pick a verse and make it fit our agenda of talking right. here. So they are talking about, like, food. You know, they're talking about food and drink and just talking about the warnings, really, right from the beginning in 1 Corinthians 10. It's just Paul's talking about the warning against idolatry and just talking about he doesn't want them to be unaware. And he's going back to the law and of Moses, you know, like, they were just talking about— Uh, in verse 2 it says all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them God was not pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. And he goes on and he's just talking about um, how there's one, consider the people of Israel. Are, Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? What do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything or that an idol is anything. No, I imply that what pagan sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. That's the big takeaway here. Mm-hmm. You, and the, and the, you, shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? So mm-hmm. it's good to kind of get that context. That's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. But there's a principle here that we should, I, I think can be applied to this situation in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so here, here before long, well, I mean, I guess is it already into effect?
0: It, yeah, it's uh, November third. It's legal. November, that is, it's crazy. it's in law. I'm
1: still like kind of blown away. Yeah, like, well, that this that's because really you're happening.
0: in Iowa and I'm in Kentucky, yeah. and we're like, this is weird. Like, but
1: it is. But but we shouldn't yeah. be. We've been heading this way for a while. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. You and
0: I agree that the war, the, the nation is going this direction. Oh, so yeah. they're just taking it's, the first step. They but are.
1: It won't be long. Hang on for the Mm -hmm. ride. I hope your eggs are in the right basket. (laughs) Because if it's in this basket, we're in big trouble. (laughs) Right. But also here, Paul Mm -hmm. goes on, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Mm -hmm. So here before, like in November 3rd, well, it's already happening. It is going to be legal Mm -hmm. to have heroin, to have a pocket full of meth. I mean, as long as Mm -hmm. you have it in one package, and I don't know what the amounts are. I don't think they've nailed that down yet, have they?
0: Well, uh, it's it says small amounts, and I've heard different things, but uh, yeah, I mean, y- you know, if 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 a police officer pulls you over and you have a small amount, that's up to their discretion. I'm sure they have the ounces and the, all right. that, you know. But you know, if you're a little, if you have a little ounce over the a little bit over the limit. You know they're going to let you go. I mean, it, it's just it's you're pretty much wide open. Yeah, I think.
1: Right. This is just this is we're opening a door that we're in. It's going to be bad. Yeah. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. With this, does not just because it's lawful, because it's permissible, because you, yeah. you know, because the law of the land says that you can do it, doesn't mean it's a good idea. This is not going to build our country up. This is not going to build Oregon up in any kind of way. You watch Mm -hmm. what this does. I'm not a prophet and not claiming to be (laughs) in any kind of way, but you watch what this is going to do even to homeless. You watch how there'll Mm. be a lot more homeless people. There'll be a lot more. I mean, I think of just some of the things in San Francisco and the culture there. And and when you loosen up on some of these laws, it's not going to be good. You're taking your hand off the wheel.
0: Yeah, I went to Oregon um a few weeks uh, before we recorded this and I was there in in Washington state and they they were talking about the homeless population in Portland and when you drive in you see tents everywhere. People are just living in certain areas and and one guy told me he was in a program, uh, a drug program, rehab program in uh, Washington. And he said he said there are sections. And of course, he had the name of it. I can't recall the name, but he said there are sections of Oregon where all these tents and people live. And he says the the cops won't even go in there. Like it, yeah. he goes, the stuff that goes on in there. He goes, it's dangerous to go in there. It's um, like that, Sodom
1: and Gomorrah. Look like yeah, like yeah.
0: Life. So I mean, you're you're talking about what's already happening, and and you're saying it's going to happen even more. This homeless. Right. That, and, and that's a it, great point.
1: Right. It's it. and, and you're going to see like just where their people are, they're going to, they're going to hand out, they're going to be handing out like needles. Yeah. And that's what they do in some of these areas. And that'll happen there. Like, mm-hmm. cause they'll want them to use clean needles rather than, which they don't, they're just going to use them <laughs> and then keep using them and handing them around. It's they're oh, not yeah. going to be like they're, they're living their life. Oh, they're not that's gonna be not a clean li-
0: li- li- needle. I guess I won't shoot up then. Right. It <laughs> doesn't ever happen. Him. No. It's gonna yeah. be
1: and and just like even that verse twenty-four, let no one seek his own good but the good of his neighbor. Yeah. And this is just it's just a terrible idea and it, it breaks my heart to know. And that's why as as biblical counselors, mm-hmm. as people that love God's word and and love like sharing the gospel and sharing the hope of the gospel with people that are desperate for it, we do have a I, I, in some ways, I think this is the way we've got to look at it. We have a greater opportunity to take the light of the gospel into these places yes. and be very proactive and say, we have an answer. We have a hope. But you have to turn away from this way. Even though your state is saying it's okay to do this, God says it's not.
0: Mm-hmm. God
1: says that there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Yeah. And that's like, this is just only going to lead to more death.
0: You know, in this article, browsing through this, the article says, some worry Oregon still doesn't go far enough. Now, in, in our minds and hearts, they've gone too far, way too far. But they're saying, you know, there's still so much more we can do. And and they're just saying, you know, small amounts. They're They're not giving the the ounces or anything that I can see. I, I haven't researched it totally. But here's the thing. If you get caught with small amounts of the drugs, you'll be able to choose between a one hundred dollar fine or a completed health assessment through an addiction recovery center. Mm-hmm. So you can go to treatment or at least have an assessment, which is, you know, one counseling session, or pay a hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing
1: there's not going to be a lot of 100 bucks pay. I think they're going to do the I'll answer.
0: do the assessment for free, let you call me a drug addict, and then I'm not going to rehab. I mean, right. you know.
1: Unless I get caught multiple <clears throat> times, and then you can send me to Florida Yeah. to a treatment center, and I can sit on the beach. And anyway, that's a whole nother. You already the, did a podcast. Then it,
0: that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then it says harder drugs like cocaine and heroin would not be legally sold or distributed. Possession of higher quantities remain illegal, as do sales and distribution. So again, it's the they're targeting the everyday user, the person like that, not the the drug dealer. But the initiative also redirected savings from less incarceration and law enforcement, as well as pre-existing marijuana sales tax revenue to addiction treatment. So they're trying to promote addiction treatment. Now, what? your experience, to me, you can speak to this issue greater than that most people I know, because you've been incarcerated for drug use and for drug dealing and and just that whole lifestyle. Many may know that about you, but they may not know that part about your testimony. So from your perspective, I mean, what are just some of your thoughts about some of this? Because you've been incarcerated for drug dealing, drug usage, whatever. Right.
1: And and this is what I want to say. I'm glad you said that. And, And I'm not ashamed because it's Definitely, that's who I was. But by God's grace, this is who I am now. And
0: so <laughs> I'm glad you're not mad at me for, for <laughs> no, just blowing but, your cover. Me, yeah, blowing my cover. <laughs> but
1: uh, you know, though it's it's heartbreaking to me because to hear that they think that this is the answer because I've been in car, I've been on. You know, one of I'm I'm not above or you know above any of this. Yeah, as far. But a lot of the guys I know, they did, they, they were, are 'Cause a lot of times I think they look at this whole like they're the guys are just well, they're just using small amounts. They're just users. They're not doing yeah, anything. Yeah. No. They are most I would go as far to say as ninety five percent of the people that are using drugs mm-hmm. are breaking laws, other laws. They're stealing. Yep. They're they're doing whatever they can to support their habit. Mm-hmm. They're stealing, they're I mean the the things that they're, I mean, they're lying, they're doing all, they're robbing people, they're doing all kinds of things, the majority. Most people that are, because I think they're trying to decriminalize us and think, well, they're just users. No, they're not. They're breaking mm. all kinds of other laws. Yeah. And and yeah. I've been in, most people I've been in prison with, I would say, I mean, everyone that I've been in prison with that I've talked to, like were, they were doing a lot more than just using drugs. Right. Even people that maybe had Maybe they had a minor possession they didn't maybe they only had a small amount of drugs on them, but they had and they will tell you though there were there were days if you'd have caught them on the right day, they'd have had a large amount of drugs on them,
0: right, right you, you
1: just might catch them on this day and they only have a little bit <laughs> a little bit. plus they know how to hide it. Yeah. They're not going to carry a lot on them if and especially if they start knowing that oh well I can you know if they know that well, I can get away with carrying just a little, that's what they're gonna do, mm-hmm. but back at their house or wherever they're staying they're they're gonna have. A large amount, so it just mm. opens the door for all kinds of. This is just it is it's it's insane. It is. It's a terrible decision, but the reality is, you. I think, as we move forward, in America, you're going to see more and more states get on board with this. For sure. So the question is, is how do we, as blood bought believers in Christ and the church, how do we respond? And what are you going to do? Like, I mean, can you imagine being in a church in Oregon right now? Mm. What do, I mean, are you, like, mm. like, are you going to be okay with your, uh, you know, people at your church just saying, "Well, it's it's legal."
0: Yeah. What do you? Yeah.
1: I mean, how, how What are you going to say? What would you say as a as an elder? Yeah. As, a, as a leader in a church.
0: Yeah, like, what it's what legal. Say? So now you're not breaking the law, you know, in in, in people's minds. It yeah.
1: And churches are going to waffle. There's going to be some churches that waffle on
0: this. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. You know, and just to give listeners a little bit more information, it's called Measure 110, Measure 110 uh, in Oregon. It passed with 55.8% of the vote that uh, it's decriminalizing just possession of heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, It's not punishable anymore but with jail time, but it's going to amount to something like a traffic ticket or, like we said, a a mental health evaluation. And, you know, the Drug Policy Alliance Executive Director, Cassandra Frederick, said this, today's victory is a landmark declaration that the time has come to stop criminalizing people for drug use. And I know some of our... Uh, people running for elected office, uh, president, vice president, um, they are for decriminalizing the possession of hard drugs and and any kind of drug. Um, yeah, I, you know, you raise a good question. The church, what what's a pastor of a church going to say when a guy says, "Hey, it's legal. I'm just doing, you know, what the law allows." Uh, of course, we know a biblical counsel. We always go to the heart.
1: You do. You always go to the heart.
0: What, Why are you minded? doing? Yeah. What are you looking for? Because we want people to be connected to Christ, and um, and so I just think this shows us a. There's no hope in the government. <laughs> people have hope in elections and in political leaders. I don't have hope in any of that. Um, I, I'm not a pacifist I, I vote and I participate mm-hmm. and I I have some strong beliefs but um but bottom line is our hope is in Christ Amen. and this world is getting harder to navigate with all these kinds of laws I think this this is an unjust law in in many ways yes. um it, it's 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 going to hurt more people and that's our our point with first Corinthians 10 especially in verse 24. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. And this law is going to hurt people. It's going to hurt our neighbors. And it's, um, it's very sad. So anyway, that our podcast today, we're just kind of blown away with this. Of course, mm. by the time this airs another month, we'll be, uh, we'll be in a different place about it. But right now, it's just shock almost. I mean, what people are hearing from us is shock that this would even be thought of as a good idea. Mm. But the the world is moving this way. Decriminalizing drugs, uh, they think, is the heart of it. And like you said, there are other attending sins, other attending crimes, other factors to weigh in. Right. I think it's going to hurt people. Uh, it's going to justify in their minds what they're doing, even in regard to their church, their pastors, or counselors. I and mean, what does a counselor say now? Well, just do drugs. It's legal. I mean, it's, you know it's okay um, <clears throat> one thing i've always enjoyed about um, helping the addicted was that we could speak into their lives and say you know you're breaking the law well now we can't even say that right you know they're not breaking any laws
1: so well, we can say this what paul said in romans 12 i appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of god yes to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is your spiritual worship, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And that's our call.
0: And that's where we'll end it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, CJ, for being on this podcast.